Sits the Sandbox fans, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode of our Fantasy Rankings. You guys got a solo podcast today. I'm here to give you guys the Week 7 Fantasy Rankings. Before we get into the episode, make sure you go and check out our most recent content, our Meet the People series with Chris Lanzilli, our guy from the Sandbox of the Chicago White Sox. Make sure you guys go and check out that conversation, along with our impressive and disappointing plays in the NFL and all of our fantasy content. And of course, stay tuned on Sundays, our Instagram, at Since the Sandbox, for our Palais of the Week and Daily Fantasy Targets. Really important. Well, we want to get that money, guys, right? That's right. Okay, we're hopping in with the fantasy rankings here at 10 for the quarterbacks. want you guys to remember, I don't do the Thursday games, so no Saints, no Cardinals, and also missing the Bills, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles. So six teams completely out of my fantasy rankings this week. To start the fantasy rankings off at 10, I have Trevor Lawrence here. Going against the, my New York Giants, I think that's going to be a tough matchup, but the Giants have won some pretty impressive games, you know, versus the Packers and versus the Ravens, and you could say that those teams, you know, aren't what they used to be the past couple of years, but doesn't matter, a tough win's a tough win, they were behind in both of those games, and the defense has been playing well, so I think the Giants could give the Jaguars a good game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville can put up some points in this one, so Trevor Lawrence here at 10, and 9 I have Derek Carr versus Houston. I'm not afraid of this matchup, but I think that this game is going to be a little bit more competitive than what people think. So I dropped Carr a little bit down in the rankings this week at 8. I have Tua in his primetime return Sunday night football versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Dolphins have lost a couple of games that they've been competing in. And I think, you know, with Tua back, you know, at the saddle for the Dolphins, I really think that they'll be able to compete and he's going to be a large part of that. So looking for Waddle, looking for Hill, Raheem Mostert, all those guys to have a game on Sunday night. At seven, I have Jimmy G versus Kansas City. And yeah, last week was really ugly for the 49ers, you know, going against an Atlanta team that they probably should have handled. But I think that the 49ers are going to put up a solid game versus Kansas City. So I have to have Jimmy G here in the rankings. I think, you know, his relationship with Kittle, we've seen that with Ayuk and Samuel already, uh, will continue to improve. And let's see if Jeff Wilson can, you know, continue that running game. Have him here in my rankings. You'll just have to find out where. At six, I have Dak, Dak Prescott in his return versus Detroit. Really just think the Cowboys are going to be able to be, you know, in their best form altogether, you know, once Dak is healthy and, you know, running that offense the way it's supposed to be ran. And, you know, it was nice to see, you know, Cooper Rush come in and only lose one game throughout that. So, you know, this Cowboys team is going to end up being legit. And once that offense, you know, ends up becoming a top unit in the NFL, it's going to be scary what that team can achieve because they look good defensively already. At five is where I have Tom Brady, and I know, you know, the Bucks haven't looked the best. They haven't looked as good, you know, as they've had in the past. And Tom Brady himself, you know, he, he has a lot going on. Not working, you know, the same work week as everybody else has Wednesdays off. That's a day lost to chemistry. But, you know, with him being the veteran that he is, he should be able to overcome that with no problem. Have him here at five versus Carolina. I think, you know, maybe early in the game it could be close, but I think Tampa will end up eventually opening it up. I don't see Carolina competing with them for four for four quarters is honestly so I think Brady and his relationship with his wide receivers will continue to improve at four this is where I have Justin Herbert don't love the matchup versus Seattle because Seattle has been playing pretty well recently 
But I do think that Justin Herbert and the Chargers will continue to get better as they get a little healthier uh, with the year going on. Keenan Allen supposedly coming back next week. We'll have to see. I'm a Keenan Allen owner and have D-Hop coming back at the same time. Both of those guys on my team. So it's kind of been a long six weeks without them. Really looking forward to having those guys back. At three, I have Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you guys like this in the rankings or not, but I think that San Francisco team is going to play them tough. I think that defense has been playing well. And yeah, they got ran on last week by the Falcons, but I think that Mahomes might have some trouble here. At two, I have Lamar versus Cleveland. I really think that Lamar is going to have a bounce back game. We know that, you know, that, that game versus the Giants wasn't, you know, the, what the Ravens were expecting. And they've lost a lot of games within the last minute or so. So they're really looking to improve upon that. And this is a division game, so it means everything for Baltimore. At one in that same division, I have Joe Burrow versus Atlanta. I think we finally start to see, you know, the Bengals offense clicking, you know. Obviously, T. Higgins is still a little bit banged up, but nice to see, you know, the chemistry come back with Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon hasn't been performing like he did last year, but I think those touches will eventually, you know, uh, improve and, and get more efficient. But Joe Burrow versus Atlanta, I think he's going to be able to eat them up. Don't think Atlanta's going to have an answer for that Bengals offense. Coming over to the running backs, guys. 15 to 1, you guys know the deal with the fantasy rankings. Starting off at 15, I have Jeff Wilson here at the bottom of my list. At 14, I have Najee Harris. Looked a little bit better last week, got in the end zone, and obviously the Steelers got a big win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At 13, I have Raheem Mostert versus Pittsburgh. I do think that, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, started the year with a really solid defense, but for the team that they are at this point, I don't know if I'm scared of their defense, honestly. So at 13, I have Raheem Mostert. Don't know if he'll have, you know, a big yard game, but I'm hoping for 60, 70 yards and a touchdown here for Raheem Mostert. At 12, I have CMC. This is a little bit low, especially if you're a CMC owner, but versus Tampa Bay, you know, a team that just lost last week to a crappy Steelers team, they shouldn't have lost that game. I'm expecting Tampa Bay to come back with a vengeance and, you know, I just think that they're really going to mess with the Panthers and, and focus on Christian McCaffrey. So have him here at 12. At 11, I have Damian Pierce at Las Vegas. Coming off of a bye, I think he's only going to improve. I think his workload will increase. He's been really efficient with the ball already. Uh, looking for that offense to get a little bit more well-rounded and improve with that passing game. And it's going to be scary what they can do eventually. You know, this is a Texans team that was supposed to be a laughing stock, and they've been competitive even with without Deshaun Watson's at 10 debut the rookie Kenneth Walker I played against him in fantasy last week and I did end up getting a win but you know just seeing you know how he produced and his fantasy impact you know in the rosters once he just got that opportunity was impressive to see and you definitely would feel confident with that I don't know if he's a consistent top 10 option but with everybody on a bye week and I don't do Thursday night football I like Walker here and the Chargers defense might be good you know especially when it's more focused to the passing game but I think you know sometimes they're susceptible to give up some big plays in the running game so I could definitely see that for Walker on Sunday and nine I have Derrick Henry versus the Colts this is a really big division game for Tennessee and indeed that division is a Brand new ball game for all those teams, honestly. Jacksonville is going to be competitive. The Colts are going to be competitive. Tennessee has a similar record to them already. And the Texans are only a couple of games behind. So when you come down to the division games in that AFC South, it's really going to be uh, important to see how they finish out. But, you know, I just really think that Derrick Henry 
consistently should be in top 10s, might even be a little bit higher on other people's rankings. But I think the Colts, you know, know what to expect when it comes to Derrick Henry. And they've seen a lot of him over the years. So definitely expect them to have a plan for him. At 8, I have Joe Mixon. You guys heard me talking about him a little bit uh, when I mentioned Joe Burrow in my rankings. But going against Atlanta, definitely think, you know, he's going to see some checkdowns. Let's see if he can break a couple of big runs um, after hitting some holes. I know that offensive line isn't playing that well. But I'm hoping that play can improve because that's what the Bengals are missing right now at this point. At 7, I have Aaron Jones. Last week was a complete dud for the Packers all around. I'm expecting improvement this week going against the Commanders who are going to have a backup quarterback in. I'm not saying that this game won't be competitive, but uh, I just don't know you know, how great of a game Aaron Jones will have on the ground. Need to see him a little bit more involved in the passing game uh, to get him back in that top 5. At 6... I have Leonard Fournette at Carolina. I think Leonard Fournette has been a sneaky good fantasy option for everybody to this point, if you have him on your team, of course. But, you know, going against a Carolina team that's probably defeated, probably looking to sell their roster and just kind of feel out what value that they can get for some of those guys, I think will be important and I think it's going to have an effect on those guys. So I have Fournette having a big game. At five, this is the first time I think he's cracked my top five and probably three years. Josh Jacobs here going against Houston. He's been, you know, their best fantasy option on offense. I know Devontae Adams caught consecutive touchdowns early in the season and he's kind of produced, but Josh Jacobs has multiple 20, 30 point games and I feel like, you know, if he's going to be able to eat that up, then they're going to continue to ride that. So like the matchup versus Houston, I think he can definitely get in the end zone. At four, this is his first time cracking the top five. Ramondre Stevenson for the New England Patriots. This dude's a bull. If Damian Harris comes back in two, three weeks and Ramondre Stevenson's been eating since, it might be an even split. Or Stevenson might just take over that backfield and Damian Harris could be trade bait. I know Bill Belichick likes having multiple backs and both of those guys are kind of proven now at this point. But Chicago's defense is known to be pretty stout. But I like this matchup. I think Stevenson will get in the end zone as well. At three, I got Nick Chubb going against Baltimore. If there's one thing the Browns will do, they'll be able to give the ball to Nick Chubb. And even though defenses, you know, know about Nick Chubb, they study him, they focus, like they they plan for him, whatever. He's still just too, he's too good. He's too strong. He hits the holes with force, and you know he always breaks off a couple 20, 30 yard runs. You know whether that gets in the end zone or not, whatever it is. Uh, Chubb's a consistent top five fantasy option for the rest of the season. At two, Austin Eckler. He's really picked it up in the past couple of weeks. Expect that to continue versus Seattle, and they've kind of found out a good mix for that offense and what they want to do for the Chargers. Now they just got to win some more important games, and we'll see. You know how far the Chargers can really go. As a whole. At one, I got that man Saquon. This dude's a really bad man, but an even better football player. I'm a Saquon owner in fantasy. I wanted him to get in the end zone at the end of that game last week, but as a Giants fan, I really respect that because that's winning football and that's what this team needs. It's great to see winning football again, led by Saquon Bakley. He's worth the pick. Coming over to the wide receivers at 15, I have Amari Cooper here at Baltimore. And Amari Cooper's kind of balled out more often in his home games. If you guys look at the fantasy numbers, it's actually pretty crazy. But I think Baltimore's secondary's been a little weak, and I'm expecting him to, you know, really improve, really have a good game here. And I just think the Browns are going to have to stay competitive in this one if they want to win, stay alive in that division. So I think he can have a decent game versus Baltimore, have him here at 15. 
At 14, I have Juju, and it was really nice to see, you know, a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs really step up and, you know, start to be that option. Because what happens is something happens to Travis Kelsey. Is that all whole offense shot? You know what I mean? But CEH has been active. That that running back platoon with McKinnon and Pachenko, I mean, it really looks dangerous, honestly. And, you know, if one of them's not having a good game, they can ride another one. They have different skill sets while all kind of having a very similar mold. So uh, really unique, you know, how Andy Reid chooses to use those guys. But Juju, you know, I think he can grow a bigger role in that offense. And he's seen eight targets a game consistently. And he's just kind of got to make more of his opportunities. And hopefully that leads to more trust, faith, and downfield opportunities like it did for Tyreek Hill. At 13, I have Waddle here. This is a pair of wide receivers I have in here. Tyreek Hill is also on the list. I think that they can both have a decent game versus Pittsburgh. I'm not expecting this to be a crazy high-scoring game. But I think this will be a competitive game probably in the low 20s right around there. But we'll see what's going to happen. Primetime football. At 12, I got Godwin at Carolina. Like I talked about earlier with Fournette, you know, I think Fournette's really been the focal point of this offense. Godwin's still probably getting healthy, but you like to see, you know, his usage and hopefully his health improve as the season goes on. And, you know, if Week 10 comes around and Chris Godwin can catch, you know, either 80 80 to 100 yards a week or, you know, grab a touchdown with 60 and five catches, that's a really solid game, you know, for a wide receiver two probably in most people's roles. If you're relying on Chris Godwin as a number one wide receiver, that's a little troublesome, honestly. At 11, I have T. Higgins versus Atlanta. I think the Bengals will be able to spread the ball out, and something I've just really picked up on this season is when Jamar Chase struggles, you know, T. Higgins shines when he's healthy and on the field. So, Tyler Boyd and Hayden Hurst have been solid fantasy options, you know, if you had to use them in in smaller fantasy formats. Hayden Hurst, you know, he's been a starting tight end. Tyler Boyd, uh, not so much a starter, but maybe, you know, using him in a couple of daily fantasy lineups. But T. Higgins versus Atlanta, you know, he never draws the best corner, and I feel like he usually takes advantage of that opportunity. At 10, I have D.K. Metcalf. I know the Chargers have a pretty good secondary, but, you know, I like his ability. Geno's been throwing him the ball, and... He's still balling, you know. He's having a more productive year than I thought he was going to with Russell Wilson leaving and going to the Broncos. Russell hasn't looked good, and, and, you know, maybe Pete Carroll will have the opportunity to prove that Seattle might finish with with a better record than the Broncos, and they were right for making that trade. We'll have to see. And nine, call me crazy, I have Alan Lazard here. You know, he's been consistent. He's been scoring in the teens, and he might draw the best, you know, cornerback on the opposite side of the field, but he always finds a way to get in the end zone, and he's Rogers' number one target. I know they struggled a little bit last week, but Lazard's a pretty consistent fantasy option. Sad that I traded him, but happy with the return. At eight, I have Amon Ross St. Brown and his return versus Dallas. I, I'm really, you know, hoping that, that this this is the day, that this is the time, because Jared Goff is going to need some help, especially with Dak coming back. So think a lot of these guys are starting to come back from injury that got hurt, you know, weeks two, three, just on the minor side. So that'll be great to have him going the rest of the season. Amon Ross St. Brown was a top fantasy option before he got hurt. At seven, I have Michael Pittman, who was a reception machine last week. And look for that offense to continue to go through him as Jonathan Taylor is banged up. It's nice to see, you know, the involvement from Pierce as the wide receiver, too. But, you know, you, you just like to see more success from the Colts as a whole. And they probably look at look at this as pretty positive right now because they played poorly early in the season to still be 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. 
or right around there at this time, maybe 3-2-1 and one at this point. That's pretty good, especially with the way that, that things have kind of worked out on that offensive line. At 6, I have Mike Evans. At 5, I have Tyreek Hill versus Pittsburgh. think, you know, he's just one catch away from having a good fantasy day, so I always have to keep that in mind. At 4, I have CD versus Detroit getting Dak back. Should improve his fantasy value tremendously, and he even played solid, you know, with Cooper Rush in the meantime, so you love that. At 3, Jamar Chase versus Atlanta. think, you know, he's definitely, you know, convinced everybody that he's still a top wide receiver, and he's still here, so love that out of him at two Devontae Adams versus Houston Stingley is definitely going to line up across him you know throughout the day but like Devontae Adams versus any corner in this league and when I have Debo versus Kansas City I really think you know San Fran could have a good day don't really love any of the corners on Kansas City to stay with him and his yak his yards after the catch is incredible so Debo Samuel is an absolute playmaker and is a killer at the wide receiver position or the running back position Almost done with the rankings. Make sure you guys leave a five-star review. Scroll to the bottom. Quick write a review and tell us what you like about the podcast. We really appreciate it. All right, coming over to the tight ends. I had a lot of love for the 49ers this week. I'm starting my tight end list at five with George Kittle versus Kansas City. You know, I feel like his passing usage in, in, in routes and everything like that has kind of gotten a little bit better throughout the season. You know, he was obviously banged up the first couple of weeks, but I think George Kittle's fantasy value and role in that offense is only going to continue to grow. We saw Ryuk with a big game last week. We saw Debo's continuously balling. Once Kittle gets going, that team's going to be a tough team to play. And right now, they're probably the favorite for that division. At four, I have Hayden Hurst. You know, this is the fifth Bengal in my fantasy rankings this week. Two at the wide receiver position, a running back, a quarterback, and represented here with the tight ends. Actually, I also have two more Bengals, so that's seven Bengals. Maybe maybe the most of all teams in my fantasy rankings. But Hurst has been balling. His role is probably going to stay consistent. They used C.J. Uzama last year a lot. And Hurst has, you know, really impressed everybody. So like him here at four. At three, Gerald Herbert versus Seattle. You know, Seattle's been good covering the wide receivers, but tight end's been something that they've kind of let up against. So with Keenan Allen coming back, I'm expecting him to get a lot more of the focus and Gerald Everett to, to you know, see some one-on-one coverages that he can beat. Two and one, guys, you should know this. Mark Andrews at two versus Cleveland and one Travis Kelsey at San Fran. Going to be really hard to replace those guys. The only time I see them outside of the top two is probably on a bye week or injury. For the kickers, running down the list really quickly, I got Folk at five, Gano at four, Carlson at three, McPherson at two, and Tucker at one. McPherson also a Bengal. And for the defenses, I have the Vegas Vegas Raiders here at five, the Cincy Bengals at four. Now the Bengal. Three, I got Baltimore playing them this week as my fantasy defense. Two, Tampa Bay Bucks and one New England. I mean, that defense has been playing really good. Um, I know the Pats haven't played, you know, the best competition, but you know, beating the opponent across from you every Sunday is the job and the goal. And, you know, they've been doing that the past couple of weeks. And you expect, you know, a Cleveland team, you know, with a different quarterback to you know, beat the Patriots like that. So, you know, with a roster that's that's considered as such and the Pats having, you know, all the mishaps that they already had and injuries, that was impressive. But, guys, this was the Fantasy Rankings. I know it was the solo episode. Hope you guys liked it. Make sure you guys check out the rest of the Sense of Sandbox content. I meet the people series with Chris Lanzilli, our boy, 
of the Chicago White Sox, along with the Palais of the Week on Sunday and our daily fantasy targets. Stay tuned. A lot more to come. Peace out.